Welcome to the call-up. We're here tonight with Becky Mikrit and as well as Maria and Kelsey. Say hi, guys. Hey, hi. Hi. This uh, is my new voice for the podcast. <laughs> Maria's trying out a new voice for the podcast. How is it going? Let her, let her know how, how it's going. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Not so nice. It's not great. But we're really excited to have you here, Becky. Um, Becky, for those who don't know, is mountain bike racer, cyclocross racer, and also race director for the Chicago Cyclocross Cup. That is true. Yeah. So we're very excited to have you here. To be totally honest, you're actually the first person that we've ever had as a guest on the call-up, aside from Sophie DeBoer. So. Wow. Um, those are... Does You're in good company. Thanks for having me. Okay, Annie Byrne is a recurring, recurring guest. She's a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rather than a guest. Yeah. But now, Becky, you could like straddle that uh, threshold, you know? Friend of the pod, yeah. guest on the pod, recurring right. character in the pod. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm not that far away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just pop on over. Um, so what we thought before we get into like the real weighty subjects that we want to get to... That we would do a little bit of like a icebreaker, rapid fire question for you. Okay. Okay. So I want Ready. you to like, and you guys, I have a list, but you guys are welcome to like add spitball. Okay. Right. No additions. No additions. <laughs> do I have to respond immediately? No. Rapid fire? So uh, no. Try to go as fast as you can. But... <laughs> it would take a lot of time. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite CCC course? That's such a trick question, but... Um, we can come back to it. No. I, what? You immediately gave think... up on your staunch stance. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. I actually really liked yesterday's course at Wheeling. Um, I like Montrose. I used to say Dan Ryan because mm-hmm. it has the most like single tracky bits. But man, I always do poorly there. So I don't know. <laughs> that can still be your know. favorite. It doesn't have to be I think, you do well. I think that's one of the most fun. I think that's what a lot of people say is like it's my worst course, but I like it the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think I, I like know. the single tracky bits, but the long windy sections suck. So, yeah. slog. Both. Interruption. Additional question. Favorite regional course. Oh, um, Jingle Cross. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like Trek too. Jingle Cross is just like really fucking hard, yep. and I like that because it's hard to find courses that are super challenging <clears throat> around here, so I like that it makes me really uncomfortable. Fair and good question, oh, good answer. Very good. Uh, favorite tire tread? Um, MXPs. Solid. Favorite heckle? I'm not very good at heckling. <laughs> not a heckler? Although I think one time I heckled Jason Knopf. He like tacoed his wheel and I was like, why are you in the back? And then like, he's like, I tacoed my wheel and I felt like a real <laughs> asshole. So that might be the best heckle I've inadvertently given. <laughs> best network. I was like totally making fun of him after he crashed. And I didn't know. What, are you going to eat that taco? <laughs> oh, Kels, I just saw you sent an intro for Becky that we could, yeah, but that we already read. covered most of it. So that's okay. good. Sorry, man. Jeez. All right, favorite sandwich? Peanut butter and jelly. No, grilled cheese. I think that grilled cheese. <laughs> grilled cheese? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Matthew Vanderpool or Wout Bernard? Wout. Mm. Favorite podcast? Do I have to answer and say the call up? Or no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. In fact, we know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> we want the truth. Um, 
99% Invisible. Oh. Such a good podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Roman Mars. Oh, so a live taping at a conference. Oh, really? At that's Max. cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, it was cool. They had a lot of audio issues. Oh. I don't think that they're actually going to turn it into a real <laughs> podcast because it, it was like, did not work out very well. Fleeting podcast. Yeah. Also known as a talk. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of equipment around Roman Mars. Although that's hard. I like that one because it's consistent, but I listen to like other things. Slow Burn. That's my other choice. Slow Burn? Explain. Never heard of it. Um, It's from Slate, and it is sort of like political history. The first season is about Watergate, and the second season is about um, the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Holy crap. I I want to listen to that right now. The second season is really good because that one in particular was something that we were alive for, and Mm -hmm, my understanding of it as an eighth grader is completely different of it as an adult now. And it's interesting because it makes you examine your sort of indoctrination by the people that you lived with and learned from as a Mm. child. And Mm -hmm. then it also made me really consider my own feminist perspective on it as an adult and compared to what I thought that meant when I was in eighth grade, when it happened. So look that that up for all you. Have you on that podcast? And it sounds so much better than our podcast. (laughs) I thought the first season was really, I mean, that's the only one I've heard, but I thought it was really interesting because I didn't know that much about Watergate. Like, I kind of, like, knew what it was. Yeah. And they also tie it to, like, today's political scandals Mm. and, like, how, like, little slow burns can kind of, like, eventually grow into, you know, like, actual, meaningful news making. It's very timely for a political history um, podcast. Also, it's told that perspective on Watergate is different than the one most people hear. Yeah. It's from the perspective of the investigators rather than the news crew, which oh, yeah. is what you mm-hmm. normally mm-hmm. hear. So I it's just kind read of like that. all the stuff that... All the president's men. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. sort of like the part that you don't hear in yeah. that. Anyway. So Slow burn. Slow burn. Awesome. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I travel a lot, so lots of airplane time with podcasts. That's good. Well, we're in good company. The... Super podcast listener. Me too. I do it during chores. Like, cleaning. I, well, I do it at work too if I'm doing Make like a dinner. mind-numbing, boring part of work that doesn't take much brain power. Yeah. But Me if too. I'm making dinner, cleaning, cooking. Wait, making dinner and cooking are the same thing. Uh, doing the dishes. Yeah. Key. yeah. So do you have a favorite CCC course to watch? Or uh, CCC field to watch? Well, I would say the women's field, but I can't watch it because I'm usually in it. So, single speed. Single speed. That's my other favorite to watch. It's just a Just because it's, yeah, and it's, you've got people of all abilities and kind of race categories and... It's also just like, it looks really fucking hard. I've done it once. I don't know that I'll ever do it again. Have we all done it once? (laughs) I think we all did it once. I really admire the people that can do it well. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the CCC and the board now. Um, well, I raised my hand pretty much. I think I was working on some other projects, like to get women into bike racing, formerly with Maria on Mm -hmm. way back when. Um, and I sort of like wasn't doing that anymore and wanted to be involved in helping people race bikes and sharing my enthusiasm for that and and maybe a more um meaning not that it, the other things were not meaningful but in a maybe a more structured way uh and something that made more sense for the amount of time I could give so 
I had done other things for the cup. I designed the leader's jerseys, and um, which everyone keeps saying, when are we getting a new one? Next year. Um, Whoa, we have so much inside info right now. <laughs> yeah, we do. Can, we, can you give That's us like, a, a little sneak? No, I haven't started it yet. Okay. I'm going to start it in January. We can talk about <laughs> But if you have suggestions, keep them to yourself. <laughs> Designed by committee is the worst. Uh, so I had like worked with them a little bit and knew Jason pretty well from that. And then eventually I just was like, hey, um, I noticed that there are no women on the board and I'm pretty interested in helping. And so we can just kind of had a conversation about it. It's a really informal process to be on the board, but I think it's, you know, you need people that understand kind of what it is to be a racer and what it is to put on a race and people who are pragmatic and universal in their approach think it's easy to be see things only from your perspective so you have to sort of be willing to step outside of your comfort zone to be able to do a good job of fielding some of the challenges that come at us so what are some of those challenges as like i guess my question what does it mean to be on the board to be in this role like what are some of your responsibilities um so first Let's talk about what the board does, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. We have no that idea. That is a huge... I think it's a thing that <laughs> people don't is. understand. Yeah. So the board of directors is basically a committee, and our goal is to make a consistent race experience at every race throughout the series and ensure that people will have that consistent experience. And so that means things... And to sort of elevate the running of those races through that collective power. So that's uh, things like that we have a trailer full of stuff and through the budget that we get through sponsorships, we provide things to the race directors to put on or the, yeah, a race director and a cross cup board director are different race director, meaning the person that is actually promoting and putting on the race is different. Like we don't actually put on a race unless I'm also on a team that puts on a race. but then the board is sort of kind of the umbrella over those things. And so it's working with Bike Reg and Jason does a lot with the data from Bike Reg and um, CrossResults.com to do a lot of, you know, he does all the staging and all of that stuff. Uh, we maintain the uh, rankings and series rankings and all of that. We do handle insurance. We each race is individually licensed, but they are using like the same flyer and do sort of that stuff. And then it's really managing the rules and making sure that we're addressing any concerns that people have on a broad level. So some of the things that I think we'll get to talking about that are more um, specific to one single event is still up to that individual race promoter or race director and this sort of overarching experience from race to race like schedule things like that mm-hmm. um is more with the board hmm. so it's really about consistency and making sure that each one of those races is at that level yes so it's sort of the similar level which is really rare in the country right like it's the only yes. we're the only city that has that kind of mm-hmm. i think there are other series right but i yeah. think it's argu- arguable that we are the largest usac uh sanctioned by participation I think we ran the numbers I can't remember how we did it but we tried to quantify that a couple years ago and I think we're the largest by participation than CUSAC I think that uh, in the Pacific Northwest I think Seattle or Portland has 
larger by number of races per day and then the east northeast has a pretty big series too but their ours is very geographically dense like even up in wisconsin they're all mm-hmm. over the state like it's pretty unique that ours are all within an hour and a half of the city mm-hmm. and that probably also contributes to the numbers because you have Definitely. it's it's much more accessible than other places like i've looked like I go to uh, Georgia for work. I go to Atlanta a lot, and I looked at their series, and I was like, "Oh, there's one in Atlanta, and then some of them are in like Savannah or mm-hmm. like almost to Tennessee." So it is, I think, unique that we have them all so close. Right. OVCX is also pretty spread out. Like it encompasses like it's like Ohio Valley, but it's also it's like West Virginia, Ohio. Does it go that far? I think so. What? I was I was thinking like Louisville is part of it. It's like that whole. Yeah, Yeah. Ohio Valley region. That's pretty enormous. So I have a question sort of about the history of the CCC and uh, like how it evolved that way. It's kind of unique, as you said. Like, was that a driving factor in the creation of the CCC is to create sort of like a accessible and more inclusive to everybody who's in cities race series or how did it evolve? That's a really good question that I don't know that I think. No, that's okay. okay. Um, I know that there are a couple people that you probably know that were the original founders. Um, Robert Slewinski still on the board is one of the original founders. You probably may not have crossed paths with him, but then uh, Amy Wyke, who was Mm -hmm. involved with the Bone Bell, she was an original founder and um, uh, Joe Doyle, who is like Bone Bell... UPB. UPB. He was an original founder who then he, when he moved to Texas, he started the TXCX series there and then came back. So I don't, I think that there were, I know Montrose was happening as a race before the CCC existed. Hmm. So I think I'm going to just guess that they collectively were like, we should share resources and, right. and make this a little bit easier and more consistent. I might be completely wrong, but wasn't there a smaller... There was some other race series before that was, like, smaller... That was my understanding that it was, like... Because Labau Woods used to be, like, a race consistently for a number of years, too. A ball, sorry. Got it. I remember seeing some pictures from that in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And there were... But I... Yeah. I, I thought we can... We'll, we'll chalk it up to whatever. Let's ask... Well, we'll, we'll add add it to the site when we publish the pod. It's not. Let's have let's have a comment section. Yeah. <laughs> All in. Instead of complaining that the Chai Cross Cup comment section is tame, let's start our own comment section on the call up. That's just like insult all just trolling yeah you think i could like have an alias and troll people on the cc <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't, why not? <laughs> i don't have time for that shit <laughs> there's always time for that shit. i saw your comment today it was very tasteful i did too i want uh i was like so my comment today was about it's just for context it was about the time length for the women's one two three uh four and we did the leaders of the one two did 43 44 uh, and I think 40, we did six... 43 minutes of the race. Yes. Uh, and I think we finished... We did six laps. I think mm-hmm. it was a short lap for sure. But um, <clears throat> I don't know if they were like, oh, oops, we didn't mean to like let it go that long. I know that they were trying to get it as close to 45 as possible, but it's it's like a... That's one of the things that for the, for the CCC that's hard because they want to either have a race finish at 45 minutes for the leader or have the leaders finish at 40 and the people who are not pulled on that lap to finish at 45 or below 50. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, going back to that thing where you're like, you have to see outside of yourself. Well, 
my perspective. <laughs> I bet you that if you paid attention to that too, that might also change by who is the chief official that day. That might be how they make that call. Because that is something that's like ultimately up to them and when they yeah. start pulling. And so I wonder if you like were to track that over time, what insight we Ooh. could gain. Like, I did look at it Not to like point fingers, but I yeah. think that that's something like if people just sort of have a habit of call, making a call in a certain way, I yeah, wonder if sure. they're even aware of it. I did look at some of the previous times for the last three weeks or the race that I was in because I got the email. And it's like some of them are 40 minutes. One of them is 41. Uh, I remember... Last year, was it at uh, ABD? I think we went 47, which was freaking mm. awesome. Like, to get an extra lap in. I know it's, every, I think everyone except for six piece. or seven people it was so got wet. cold. Yeah. I like that one. <clears throat> it's muddy. ABD. Or maybe it was two years ago that it went really long, but. I think it was. You're right. And then, but it's, it's, it's a tough call because if you're, ra- if you're trying to race at a higher level, especially in the one-two race or the men's one-two race, if you go regionally, you have to race for you're five minutes down on the leader who finishes at 48 minutes. So you're racing. I'm I'm racing for like 55 minutes, close to. So the longer the race is for me, the better. Right. But. So that kind of brings me to so from my perspective as someone who isn't involved, you know, with the CCC, I see like I've seen you as a, sort of a liaison between women in the community and the CCC board, and um, you know, people. You are often encouraging people to give feedback, both positive and negative, and to really reach out and kind of like open these lines of communication. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your strategy has been and how that's worked and some of the challenges and also successes of it. Yeah. Um, So my strategy, I think, I think my strategy is to bring good ideas to the board and support those, but also encourage people to be involved because it's pretty interesting to see and hear the things I do either on Facebook or at the race and then witness how much is actually brought to the board, which is very, very little. Hmm. Um, And usually the people that we do get direct feedback from is the same people. And sometimes it's not always the most sound argument. Not to say that there aren't, I mean, people do sort of heed my advice and bring good ideas and but there's a lot of people that are just like, especially a couple of years ago, there's like a lot of emails of people that are just complaining. And, you know, it's difficult to make change in this series because the number of people participating is so large. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. You're never going to make everyone happy. And everybody generally sees their perspective first. Yep. So I try to encourage people to think about the complexity of it, of their of what they're trying to solve for, and be solution oriented. So come with an idea because we, while we are trying to be, you know, directors and voice of reason and create consistency, we're also just five or six people trying to make it work. So uh, all perspective and all fresh perspective is welcome. But what generally is not that helpful is, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. But uh, <laughs> maybe you, if you have some ideas, like, I mean, there were, I think of some of the big changes that we've made over the past year or two, I guess I've been on the board for three seasons now. Um, the payout change this year was a big one. The moving of the, when the women's five, field was introduced and trying to figure out that schedule change and then the um 
A really good example is the women's single speed field. So I know that there's been a lot of talk about adding more women's fields. And I encourage people as they talk about it to like show up. Like you have to sort of prove that there's a field. And I know that that seems like we shouldn't have to do that. And there is some argument in that. But at the same time, it's sort of like if you're adding it, it is a layer of complexity for scoring the race. So like, is, is there even anybody that's going to race that race? Like if you just hypothesizing, then you might, then, you know, then you have this whole cascade of people being pissed off about something else. So show up, show the numbers, which they, we did. And then last year I raced single speed. It sucked, but I admire all of you <laughs> that did do it well. I did it at Montrose. It was a bad idea. I also, oh my I, I was my like, experience of single speed was also at Montrose. Oh, that's why you guys It was a that. lot of running. And then yeah. I raced the one, two race after that. And it was, it sucked. It was bad. Uh, don't, don't race your first single speed race at Montrose. But um, anyway, I was, you know, I think I know what, I could say without doing that race what the experience was, but it was super helpful to say, look, we have a consistent number of people. I actually raced that race and I can tell you that it sucks when you don't know where your competition is. And I think that it's good to have diverse perspectives in that conversation because it's easy for a dude to be like, well, this is fine. It's like, no, no, it's not. And like, you don't know what it's like to be one of seven women in a field of 75 men. Yeah. So I think firsthand experience, but proactive solution oriented thinking is really helpful. And people that generally are pragmatic when they come, like you have to know that we're never going to get it to be 100% perfect. We're, I mean, we're making iterations and we test them and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, or sometimes unforeseen challenges come out of them that then we have to deal with. Like, the challenge we had at Dan Ryan Woods. Mm. Yeah, that was a good one to talk about because I feel like that's one of the things that, I mean, there's been so many changes in the CCC over the years and so many, there was like a few fights earlier on, especially as regards women's stuff. Yeah. Women, women's issues, <laughs> AKA payout. Pay, I mean, and that was a big so fight. hard to get yeah. equal payout and our own field. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. What was the argument for and against for payout? Women don't deserve money. There I mean, are, not, there's not only six women in the women's one, two, at the time it was one, two, three field. And I remember when I counted up to three, it's like fucking hard. Yeah. And then you'd be like, there's like seven people in the race and Sam Schneider would come down and just like dominate. And then you're just out there by yourself. It sucked. That was, it feels like a long time ago. That was, that's when I started racing. I think maybe, I, maybe a couple years after you were racing, because uh, you, because yeah. I, Becky and I were actually on the same team together on Johnny Sprockets back in the day. I don't know that was my was first that. team. That was your first team, yep. right? Yeah. 2010. Yes. That and was... then I went home to Ireland for two years. So like I, I only did track and I didn't do cross. And then I think I remember that that fight was going on like when I started as a four, I want to say. And like Liz So was racing in the one, two and uh, uh, Alicia Severin was one of the. Mm-hmm. Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, who else? Yeah, and the Snyder sisters would come down, hmm. but they were fight. They were, and when I got into the three, the one, two, three field, it was, and I think same for you, obviously, was that it was we were racing with the forty-five plus and the fifty or the fifty-five, the 55 plus and, and, the and sixty-five plus men who are. Oh it was a mixed bag, you know, with any field. It was yeah, a mixed bag. you got like really fast aggro dudes and then you got like this slow fat guys and the the really nice uh fast guys and the really nice slow guys yes 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, hearing so, you guys talk about this, you don't even know. Is, yeah, we, yeah, we, no, we truly, know, and, we, and it was all, it was not that much later, right? Yeah, like, yeah. so that was a lot of change, and well, not from your perspective, I'm sure. I, it was I mean, very like, slow. okay, I've been, I've been racing cross for eight years. That's a lot of change for an eight-year period. I think yeah. if you think of all the things that we've done in that time, and it is a little difficult not to get on a soapbox and be like, you don't even know what it was like because you don't. <laughs> well, it's valid. Yeah. But, it's valid. Yeah. I will say that it's funny because there's been a lot of talk about, and I think I want to support women's masters field. And, and I, uh, like, I appreciate that I am not in the position where I want to race women's masters yet, but there are women who want to do that. But when people were arguing to go back into racing in the men's uh, master's field, a... my head almost exploded because yeah. I was like, everyone, please, remember when we had to do that? Yeah. That was like, we had yes. fought so hard. We fought hard. so hard to change our yeah. schedule because we had to share the time. And we were like early. We had didn't have like a prime. We were like earlier in 11 o'clock yeah. or like 10, 30, 11. And I had to like, at that moment, I was like walking away from the internet. I can't get involved <laughs> with this because I we tried to this so either. hard. But every week it was change. a shit show. Like, every week it was, like, you either... The leaders of the women's race would catch the back of the men's field, which sucked. And, like, yeah. they were some mostly very nice. But then sometimes they weren't. And then, and of course, like, the same thing was happening at the back of the women's field with the men catching us. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. Which... And real aggressive, I think at too. first mm-hmm. we started behind them. And then they changed it and we started in front of them. And then they'd be, like, pretty, like, aggro and they'd catch us. So a lot has changed. We were talking about what happened to Dan Ryan... <laughs> And yes, right. And, right. and how so, it, it's a great so, example. So for people who don't know the context of what happened, maybe one of you guys could talk I a little there. bit about what happened. Or okay. Becky, if you want to. I guess to I was the only one here. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's my perspective, and I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail, but uh, the course, it was wet, and there was a section in the back that was one we used to ride up, and we were riding down it, and as far as I understand... Um, they had to take it out because they were worried about safety for the back of the, like the women's, uh, three, four field. And the race director made the call on that, like that day he did, he's an EMT. He was concerned about people's safety. And I think his, uh, Tony Riggs, answer yourself. <laughs> I think was his, it Tony? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Riggs. <laughs> he, but I think great his, guy. his intentions were pure. Um, and he came to the line at the start of the race. He told us that they were all that they were that they were changing this, and um, because he was you know because he was worried about the people in the back of the race. Unfortunately, there were the three fours in our race, and so that meant he apologized to us that he had to cut that out of the women's one two race. Um, and then I believe I mean this happened behind me, but I believe he told them that they changed the course as well. So we race, whatever. Then I start hearing all this kerfuffle. Which I used that word, Jason Knopf told me he was happy that I resurrected the word kerfuffle, but it's a really good way, way to explain what happened. Um, like, after the race finished, and I talked to Tony in person, and then um, then we started a conversation through the board members after the, after the fact. But uh, long story short, that change was not made for the, whim- or for the men's 1-2-3 race. And so um, it was understood by the field to be a parody issue which Mm -hmm. is legitimate um i think it was not done through done in in malice i i don't think it was intentionally discriminatory but it's something that if you you know like when they have to put up a sign that says 
you know, like push on the door. They, you know, they have to put. Like, why do they have to put up a sign? Somebody did that stupid thing that they're telling you not to do, so many times that they had to put up a sign. So it's like one of those things where like you didn't realize you had to tell people this until it happened. So to us, it feels like well, duh. If you take it out for the women one too, then you should make it the same for the men. Yeah. Where like for him, he doesn't have the same life experience that we do, and he was trying to make the, the right call. Uh, he, I think you know, thereby made a call that felt unjust to a number of people. And so it's our our responsibility as a board was to realize that, like, guess we should have a policy in place for this. And then we move forward. So it's, uh, you know, we're sort of iterating and refining. And sometimes things work out great. And sometimes you find hiccups along the way. So I'm really happy with how that resolved. So we were able to very quickly... Um, make a statement about it and then communicate to the race directors separately from what you saw on the internet about what to do in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so it's just providing more clarity so that we can equip the race directors to make the best decision on race day when they are solely responsible for what happens at that race. That's an interesting, uh, from what you talked about earlier, it's like an interesting dynamic where something that is a specific race thing that happens is affecting a overall CCC board policy. Like it's like a, it's like very specific to a specific race, and then at the same time, it's affecting like what policy you guys have to deal with moving forward. Yeah, it's like it's good that it happened in terms of like we. It's not going to ever happen again. Do you know what I mean? Like it right. allowed. But it's also it, unique that like yeah. the situation presented itself. Like yeah. we could have been right. years before that would have happened, and yeah. we would have had to think about it. It just so happened that this year we yeah. made a change to the field structure last year, and then very quickly we're faced with that challenge. I think personally, I would have been absolutely out like outraged at what was happening at the time. But I also know Tony, the race director, yeah. so I would have put that in a context of him being like, look, this is what we're doing. And I wouldn't have known in advance that he was going to not take Precisely. it out for the pro one too. So if he told me at the start line, look, we're doing this for the safety of the back of the forest, three forest field, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Well, and I had, so I had a conversation with him on site and he was like, well, no one said anything at the line. And I was like, okay, two things, three things. One, group dynamics. No one's going to say anything. I would tell him to say something. Two, I'm always that person. That's the only one that says but two, think about where you're at. I mean, you're like, a, it's a minute and a half until yeah. we start. You're f- like you're fully like, in race brain, no, yeah, and yeah, you're no like, yeah, okay, it. let's do this. Like, what, yep, fine, whatever you say. Like, yeah. you're not in a position to be like, oh, wait, I have a question about that. And then <laughs> well, like, is this going to be parody? And will the man do the same? I guess I'll ask that. I next will time. say, yeah. I, those moments before a race, when the race director is like, do you have any questions? And someone raises their hand and asks a question. I'm always like, how are you able to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's always like a really thoughtful like, question. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are two things. And then I think that it did not become yeah. apparent to people that there was a parody thing until they thought about it later. Hmm. Right. But that's not that. I mean, like, what do you want to be responsible for throwing off a schedule? Because then we had, a, like, a whole debate for 10 minutes about whether yeah. that, like, that's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen in the moment. It does create an interesting dynamic where, like, people like myself who would want to race the same like or not a parody issue obviously we've discussed that part but like in terms of field challenges and course challenges it's like that's one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. i think for the chai cross cup is like balancing tough courses and experience for the pro one two riders versus the fact that we also share the course with nine ten eleven twelve year olds and also 
Cat 5 and Cat 4 men and women. So, like, inexperienced riders yeah. who've never raced before. And, like, I don't know. I think the CCC has moved away from the idea that we would do an A-line for the pro race, which is so, something that I would be for. This is but... a thing that I would like to understand people's perspectives on because I would be in favor of having harder cor- mm-hmm. harder course features for the the elite fields. But we made the decision to put the women's three, four right. into that field so that they could have a, like, so that we could protect sort of the beginner women's fields and have the juniors and the beginner women in a safer, more um, similarly skilled field. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, we have to get the fours out of that field. So which is more important? Yeah. And that's a decision I don't feel equipped to make on behalf of everybody. And I think it, it probably requires healthy debate. So uh, healthy debate and pro- proactive, productive thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, again, <laughs> solution-oriented. But I would really like to understand what people's feelings on that because I think it's certainly something that we talked about is what do we do about this? Well, right now we say men and women that are all adult, all adult men and women racers that are not beginner categories race the same features. And if you change the course, you change it to make it easier for those beginners. Um, we could do, I mean, we could always change that to do a pro line or mm-hmm. something, but that having that women's four in that race prevents us from, from doing, doing so yeah. and would prevent us from having parity. So, how do we do that and what are people open to you know like would it be okay to go back to having a one two three women's race and then a four five women's race would it be a women's one two and then a separate women's three and a four five or do we want to keep it one two three four four five right or a one two three three four four five is that crazy? Would that be crazy? Where like the, three the threes, where the threes well, could choose? Like men? Add this layer of complexity. We have the women's threes as a separate field because for a long time that was what people wanted because it was so hard to get upgrade points to go from three to two yeah. that people, I mean, that allows us to do that. And especially with the payout structure the way that it is, that it is now only for the women's one, two. So you could either make a one, two, three, and you could have the threes be eligible for payout that mm-hmm. way, or you keep the threes race separate so that they can get upgrade points to be able to get yes. into that one, two category. And I think the payout f- structure and that change in the field by having a three separate has contributed, I think, over the last two years, you see a significant gain in the number of women in that one, two race. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that that is the best, like, I think that, well, I agree with the fact that I think, initially I was like, you know, one, two, three was great because you would, as a one, two, you were like in a field of 40 riders. So it was like, and as a three year racing with people are much faster. Right. So, and yeah, my perspective would be like that the way to encourage threes to upgrade into the one, two is to put the payout in the one, two, which is what you've done. And then give the threes the front of their own field so that they can beat each other and get the points that they Mm -hmm. need. Mm -hmm. I think finding like, if we want to improve the courses, like the solution probably is to put the women's four somewhere else. Well, but or you where just do you have put that them? four or five race? Yeah, yeah. Right. which that is kind of hard because I mean you've always thought about this, but the four or five women it's only thirty minutes, and the, I actually looked at the women's four or five field today, and the leader of the four or five did eighteen minutes, 
So going from a four or five field where you do around 20, or sorry, it's 25, 25 five minutes. minutes. So they did 18 minutes for mm -hmm. the final. And so you go from being a four or four or five to who does 18 minutes to racing with the one, the threes who do 45 minutes. Right. And a field of 40. It's a, it's a complicated puzzle. It is a complicated. Yeah. I almost feel like the women's threes could go with, like behind the men's threes, but that also isn't. They're insane. No, they're insane. I know. And I pass. <laughs> I've done that race twice, and both times it was a total yeah, shit show. Yeah. And it like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> really violent yeah. race. So if Fun. people, so if people do have thoughts about this, like, what's your preferred way of getting, like, to, like? So the official means of feedback is to send an email to it's. Uh, I think it's. I always say it wrong. I think I always say it's Chai Cross Cup at Gmail. I think it's Chicago Cross Cup at Gmail. I think you're right. Uh, I think Jason corrects me on that all the time. Because <laughs> it's just like I think it should be well, something else. That's but, so, so you like to get emails, and then you like <laughs> email, and I at first. Stuff like this, I always tell people to copy me. Yeah. I mean, he always then will pull me into the conversation, but uh, especially if it's something that we've already talked about, just copy me. Yeah. Um, and I, th you know, we've toyed with the idea of doing some sort of like town hall uh, with the board and people. It's planning it is really hard, finding a time and finding a space where we can make sure all people are able to attend. Um, but I also think there's something to beneficial about having some sort of grassroots organization amongst ourselves. Like we do a lot of talking amongst ourselves, but even this conversation has been more productive than anything that's happened on the internet so far this year. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> yes. So I feel like it's also something like get together with your friends and talk about some ideas and like actually look at the 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 schedule of the day and the number the average number of races like we have that data you can find most of it on the cross cup website if you dig into like reg numbers and like um the staging stuff and also jason will happily provide his spreadsheets with all of that <laughs> historical data for people that want to manipulate it and try to figure things out um i know uh kristen hosey when she was looking at the women's single speed um and making that into a, a it's our own field like she did a lot of work to try to figure out how to make it work and how to quantify the um, the desire and the, the field for that race. So uh, we will certainly provide you with everything that you would like to help contribute to the thinking around it. And I think beyond that, it's like, we just need to figure out what we want because I think we can make it happen, especially with that, that particular topic about the field structure. And then we find a way to make it fit. Sometimes it won't fit perfectly, and we have to be okay with that too. That's part of the process. Mm -hmm. I guess one thing, or we're gonna. I was. We talked a little bit about gender parity over the years, course design. You're gonna stay on the board. Sounds like, for for a bit. What are some things that you have your eye on, or that like, are kind of growth goals for the CCC, whether it's about women or not, like things that you think would be awesome or even sm like small incremental change. In small incremental. Big um, or small, I guess. Yeah, I think solving this thing around the women's fields and what to do about that uh, pro or like cat one, two uh, course change, I think is important because I agree. I actually, 
I believe that the podcast that you guys called me out on prior to this, you were talking about have the courses gotten easier over the years? So I don't think that they've gotten easier, but I think the level of talent of people racing Mm -hmm. has elevated and I don't think they've kept pace. Hmm. Um, And also somewhat, we've all, like, as we find it easier, it's because we've raced the courses, the same courses over and over and again. And And so the things that challenge us as a Cat 4 don't challenge us anymore is a 3 and a 2 and a 1. Yeah. Yeah. So finding some way to encourage course design... It's this is tough. my favorite topic. Yeah. It's really tough because we don't, as at the, as at the board level, are not designing people's courses. But I have, I mean, I have some ideas about how we could encourage people to change their courses. I mean, the other thing is, I uh, joined a team that puts on a race, and I volunteered to help with course design. So uh, we did the first walkthrough the other day, and I made a salient point, and we changed some of the course. So. Stay tuned. Um, so the entire Montrose is on the all sand. All sand. Can <laughs> we go right into the water? Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'd like it if we could do like a good drop off that. Oh man, I thought about it so much. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, but we, yeah. So we did make some really? first. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the pro line. So, I mean, so change, part of it is getting involved with getting involved, and also I think understanding if you are not on a team that puts on a race. You should volunteer to help someone that puts on a race or have your team. Like a lot of the races are put on by smaller teams and they're always short for people. And so they might be willing to like co put on a race or, you know, would be happy for the help because I think that firsthand experience, understanding like everything that goes into putting on into a race and, and how much little money people actually bring home at the end of the day and how complex it is, that helps a lot. Um, but course design, I think is my getting back to your question course design and figuring out that women's field conundrum those are my two things on at least for this year and I think it changes every year I think I have two things that I was like this is two things that I've been thinking about and I haven't emailed the CCC about yet because I would like to like follow through and like do that part of like you know not just making suggestions without like thought or like being able to follow through on it so like these are maybe I mean you can make them it just yeah, yeah. we no, probably aren't going to do anything with them <laughs> but to like so my idea for course design was like that we could form a course design committee of the better course designers uh, that would help like bring like maybe have a, like a course design committee at the beginning of the season where we discuss like the better features of some races or how people have like come up against course design challenges or like how like the better people explain to the less good people at designing courses you know what's fascinating to me is i think that course design is so personal because it's all about how you perceive it so there was like this weekend i had someone say to me this course sucks all those corners are stupid and i was like really i actually like them because i can carry speed through them and that's where (laughs) i make games on people i thought it was a great course and like there'll be other ones where people are like oh this super fast course is great and i'm like really i think it's pretty boring it sucks so (laughs) it is extreme yeah Yeah. like and that people who are designing the courses are designing them the way they like through their own bias whether they realize it or not so i wonder how we can help pull people out of that and maybe a committee or also i mean people the teams don't submit course design to us at the board until like some of them are at the last fucking minute Really? So I want that's like seems like something we 
as a board could try to do very quickly, like to require course design to come in earlier so that there's time to sort of give feedback. And I also think that like people don't really change their course from year to year. And mm -hmm. some of it's because there's limited terrain. Agreed, but yeah. I also think that like, I mean, the course that I was just talking about is like, well, you don't have to make huge changes, but change the order in which we do things or just like keep people on their toes a little bit. So I think earlier and probably more public discussion about it is a good, good step forward. The second part of that thing was for me, it's like, what does it take? So the CCC is a set number of races, which now are locked in and have been for a number of years. Like there are standards that they have to meet in order to be, to may, be maintained as a CCC race, but would it, this is like slash and burn. It's like, is there, I'm not going to ask you to like name a race that we should get rid of. <laughs> That's exactly of, what I'm going to do. <laughs> but in terms of like, if we did reduce the number of races that the CCC has as a series, that the races in order to be considered have to bring something more to the table. Like, I kind of feel like if we do slash and burn a couple races, like... What would yours be? We, like, you can say. Honestly, I, can. <laughs> on, I, can, I would honestly... Not that I cut this race because they're my best friend. Like, Comrade Cycles is my favorite team who's not the Chicago Cotton Crew. And I think DeKalb needs to, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 we'll cut that out. It's not, it's not their fault. It's because, like they've been at that same course and they do so much with what they have. Yeah. And I think that like, obviously they're like very close friends of mine and I was tell them to their face and they're gonna listen to this podcast and be so mad. <laughs> but that they need to change their course to a different venue. Yeah. I think that the DeKalb race, you know, needs to change. And you know, it's I'm, hard. I'm probably like, going to get in uh, hot water for this, but the other one that I think is ABD. Yeah. Oh. ABD is kind of fun, though. See? And this is all very personal. Yeah. I mean, pumpkins. I mean, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The, Everybody yeah. kind of likes things that suit well, it's, their it's, own abilities. Yeah. yeah. I would say right. that... Uh, Montrose does not suit my abilities, but I love it the most. Right. Like I never won it, and I like I know I accepted like it as epic, the most challenging. It's epic race. conditions and yeah. weather, yeah. and yeah. like man, one year it was like sixty-five, and then the next year it was seventeen. Like that Montrose is just it's challenging. Always yeah, memorable. No what. I want to go back and say that Comrade Cycles do a great race. It's a great race. I always love going there, and it's like the best one of the best atmospheres at any race, and they have this team of the best volunteers but I feel like they're so limited by that course I mean like ABD to me ha is secretly can difficult. we buy back the flyover from Christians yeah. <laughs> somebody else build a new one yeah. I think ABD has more architect uh, yeah we should just do scaffolding that's what they do in Europe it's like they get a scaffolding company to sponsor your Cement flyover company. speaking of this weekend's races do you guys have I'm asking all three of you any secret spot in Chicago where you think this should be a cyclocross race? Palos. Palos. Other than Palos. I was <laughs> going to add that caveat. I know, but that's too easy. Anything else? I was going to ask you, mm. Becky, because I know that you're involved with camber and mountain biking, is that, well, like, because you mountain bike and you know the mountain bike community better than I think all three of us. And you lead dirt days, right? Like, you. Mm -hmm. yeah, what is the story? Why is Palos not. A, like, I think, comrade, take Palos, take that race and they should. It. I think this is the best race There's ever. absolutely, actually, I don't think there's any reason why they can't. I yeah. don't know. I think it's that nobody has put it on or, I don't know, unless there's some sort of history with the Forest Preserve, but that's that what can't, I was suspecting. But I, I would find that hard to believe. Well, 
I doubt it's with the Forest Preserve because this is Cook County Forest Preserve is the same that for um for uh Caldwell Caldwell and Le Bas. Mm-hmm. Those are both forest preserves. So, I and also I've put on a clinic at the at Palos. It's not that hard to yeah, get the we permit. Yeah, the PV yeah clinic also was and in it's Palos. the same sporting event permit that you would have to put on there. You would just have to like you have to provide them the course when you apply for the permit. Um, so unless the only thing I can think is if Camber is pushing against it mm-hmm. because they don't want damage to the trails, but. I wish I could say some things that I shouldn't say on a podcast. I feel like we should have one there because where, I mean, like if you did it on that big grass hill, you can put those switchbacks on there. Mm-hmm. And there's also like, because it's less, it's much less expensive to put a, a, get a permit and put a race on, on a Cook County Forest Preserve than it is on a city park. So, yeah. uh, um, I think Montrose is the only one that's still on a city park and it is, Exorbitantly expensive to get the permit and to shut down the road. And I think it, yeah, in the city as for do. we do so. Con- Cotton Crew right? it does Douglas Park, but we don't have to shut down the road. And I think that's and we also this year have to shut down a car. There's a the they rerouted the lakefront path. Oh that yeah, that now goes through where the course is. So we have to oh shit, figure that oh, shit out too. Oh man, too flyovers. Long. People come in and out on other divvies. Yeah, yeah, into the sand. The Douglas Park is not so we apply for it as part as a cut and crew, but we also it's a nonprofit benefit, so it goes to Blackstone and West End Bikes. Mm-hmm. So that makes our permit less expensive. Hmm. We but don't in do theory, any. Br- you could beer. do that at Palos because you could take the money and donate it back to Camber to help with the trail building. If anyone's listening, you should put that raise on. That's uh, a great solution. I feel like I should I name know. another course so that someone else is mad at me instead of my entire. Best You're still thinking about that? I am. Yeah. They will have already shut the podcast off after hearing that. <laughs> yeah. So You're don't get a lot of angry text messages. Don't try to make it any better. You already <laughs> you said. Don't you bring your bike here ever again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Ugh. they've probably gotten a lot worse than that. For that, people complain about that course all the yeah. time. Yeah, they've heard it. I think it's a fun course, like in terms of like flowy, fast fun. But it's it's just not very challenging. No, and it's declined over the years, right? Like yeah, you they, they, they used to be the, the single yeah. little like area back there. But they do so, as you said, they do so much. And, and the course is a really small team. You know, too. it's not just like mm-hmm. a bunch of yeah. corners. They do they do a great job being thoughtful in their course design. But I feel like ABD. They do build really nice corners. Yeah. yeah. I like it when you have a nice corner that you can like flow Real. speed yeah. through rather than ones that are like, like left turn, right turn, left turn, right turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like yesterday was a good example of like, so Wheeling Park was yesterday. That was a tough course in some ways. For how much, how little room they have yeah. there. Yeah, I thought they great did a great camber. job. Yeah. I really I liked know, the off camber, and I actually found there were a couple like tight corners, yeah. but there were also enough flowing corners that I thought it was well balanced. Yeah, there was another course that I've always wondered about, and it was before my time in Chi Cross Cup racing. There was a race at, in Northbrook, and I think it was. Oh, I loved of, that course. Can you explain what <laughs> happened with that? Northbrook hates cyclocross. Ah, uh, oh really? Really? Yeah. There's something with the um the park. Park district, I think, and the super superintendent of the park district in North. Maybe a different person. Which is now. also why we got kicked out of Malus because that guy moved to Ma- the, where the park district where Malus is. Because so. oh. Malus was a good course, such an excellent course. course. And oh they had God, like, that was an ins- that was yeah. the most terrifying course. Yeah, uh, you know, some people don't want us tearing up their. But parks. if he moved away or she, he... also did anyone? Did you ever race that one at that Boy Scout camp up in like? 
Oh, God, that was the best. Somebody listening to this will have done this. It was after, it was the year after Northbrook got shut down. Then you would have been in Ireland, I think. Yeah. Based on this chronological <laughs> timeline. <laughs> um, it was a Boy Scout camp by Wakanda. And there was like, you rode on the, it was on a, it was a Boy Scout camp, so they had a beach, so you like rode through the beach, and then oh, there was like these like wooded sections and railroad ties that you went over, and it was only one year that we were there, but that was a great course. Mm. I also really liked that one that we had at, it was the Carpentersville course prior to the one that they have now, but oh, yeah. they won't the let us back in there either. The Randall oh, yeah, Oaks one? Yeah, right. yeah, that was a, I think that was a great course. The no, 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 no. You guys are thinking oh, of the Carpentersville Randall original course. No, that which is was, right. That's with the cornfield. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Like, even Randall though it was... Oaks a, was great. Well, so I really liked the first uh, iteration of the, the where they had the petting zoo, and it was like, there was just one lump in the middle of the park, yeah. but they made, like, all that effort the to make the pump, yeah. the pump track and the corn. Yeah. But I was actually bummed out by Randall Oaks. Really? Because... It had. <laughs> Clearly, we have very different yeah. racing <laughs> skill sets. Not because I didn't think it was a good course, but I think that it had more potential than they actually worked out. Because mm. it was so It was much... like the last minute, like... Yeah. Uh, because they... the park was... Blame, blame Bruce Rahner. The park was <laughs> under construction, and then we had the budget impasse, and it was just left. Like, they, they could ah, not move it forward. Oh and so they found out, like, that was all happening. In, well, that makes a better perspective. Yeah, and so they were like, fuck, we gotta find a place to put this race on, and they yeah. found Randall Oaks, but then they were like, nah, never again. Wow. Because Randall Oaks were like, nah. Yeah, they're, they're fancy. It, it's, like a gol- it's a golf club or something? Is it? It's nice. Out I don't it was a petting zoo, too. It had a petting zoo too, as part of like the big building that was on the side of it. I don't remember that. Mm-mm. I'm thinking of I don't. I don't know. I don't know about the petting zoo. I thought it I was where the original. <laughs> it was like you could come in on one side, and it was like the parking lot, but then there was actually a petting zoo like really close by. Yeah, I didn't Which I think was the petting zoo that they bought brought to the Oktoberfest that happened in the Carpentersville cross race that whole time. Can we get a fact check? Of this? <laughs> like I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, I have to find another race to shit on so that everyone's not mad. No, you're, don't worry. I gotta get everyone you. mad at me. Equally. We can talk about historically some bad courses that went away. Would that make you feel better? Jackson Park when it got shrunken down. Oh yeah, that was mm. really really. And bad. actually, the original Jackson Park wasn't that great either. That better the iteration of it when it got shortened to the small relay, which it's an excellent relay cross course when it was small. But when it just felt when you were on your bike and like it's dry and it's hot or whatever and you feel ridiculous, like normally you'd just be like, I'm just riding my bike, but I actually feel ridiculous right now because there's <laughs> yeah. so many U-turns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Thank God they moved that. <laughs> See? Oh, it is maybe. We, there's we'll a, there's a zoo. Yeah, it's yeah. a zoo. Yeah. Barnyard animal encounters and games. At Randall Oaks. Yep. Yeah, but are they the ones that they brought to Oktoberfest? Maybe that's not. That's that, 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 I thought you were just adding <laughs> my existence of the, the zoo. <laughs> no, I'm sure. We're llamas, I'm sure. Yeah, and there is also a golf cor- golf golf club and and banquets. Yeah, that's so why were, that's why they didn't want us back. You're making the view the, from our banquet, banquet center banquet. real shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but they have like I a polka band. Imagine having your wedding there the same weekend. You see a bunch of people like with their asses hanging out. Yeah. With their <laughs> A bunch of like six. Well, I shouldn't. I sound. I was about to say something very ageist. 
That, I'm glad we caught that on, on, on audio, just like Kelsey's self-owning like her <laughs> insults. I, no. Uh, absolutely not. Um, well, Becky, is there anything else you wanted to talk about on this podcast? You've been so interesting to talk to and answer so many of our questions. Is there anything yeah. we haven't covered there, that's sort of on your mind? Is there one thing about the CCC that you wish people would get? Like, who ask all the time? Or like, yeah. Can we add more races? Do you understand that there is only <laughs> so many hours of daylight in the day? And they are different in September than they are in October and November. And we still have to put up the course at the same time every day. Stop asking to add more races. We have a finite amount of time. That's what I wish everybody would know. Yeah. Everyone who asks that should have compulsory teardown at Montrose. Because in it's like in the dark. <laughs> or race the four fives at Montrose in yeah. the dark. Yeah. yeah. Or set up the course in the dark in the morning. Like, right the la- whatever race is right before daylight savings time. There, I mean, you have to, because you have to set up the course... And not everybody gets a day before permit. So some people are setting up the course that morning, and then you have to have the course open for pre-ride and registration at least a half an hour before the first race starts. Or I think it has to be open for an hour because registration closes a half an hour before the first race starts. So if the first race starts at 8, you have that shit ready by 7 a.m. And if you recall, right before we changed our clocks, the sun did not come up until 7 a.m. So if you had to set up the course that day, you're setting up in the dark. Case in point. No. No. Stop asking asking that question. Actually, go to the website, dateandtime.com, and look up the sunlight, like, (laughs) hours, and you will have scientific proof. We're expanding our Chikros Cup to Indiana for, or (laughs) wherever we get an extra hour. That's true. Is the Region Riot Race on the other side of the time Time zone change? (laughs) It might be a compelling case for them to join the CCC. Would that be possible to have a race that isn't in Illinois in CCC, like a course? There's no rule against it, There's but no I don't. Against it, I don't know. I mean, well, I, think, I mean, Woodstock is barely in yeah. Illinois. I think it's most that like you, the people that have come to the CCC and want to put on a race. It's it, ten races is a lot of races. It's actually we are the that's it. We're the largest with the largest number of races throughout the season. Did I say that earlier? No, I don't think it's I think, because the other ones only have, some of them have like six in their series, but to have 10, and we used to have 11, largest number of participants across that many races throughout the season. That, for sure, we are the largest. Because like, Seattle is like six, I think. Uh, Do you you guys have any contact with other race series? Like, do you chat, like, do you like share info or intel with any other like race directors or... Not like in a formal way, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. Jason is uh, super involved with Gloucester. Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to be involved with the race series on the East Coast, and so he's like close to those people. Um, and then we just sort of like do our research, you know, see what other people are doing and have contacts with people. The crossresults.com and at USAG and just sort of like seeing different trends that are happening across the country, which we actually set a trend with our women's four or five race. Wisconsin followed suit after we did that. So awesome. I That's that. really awesome. I think it's going to be really interesting to see the long-term effects of that change, both in the three, four and the four or five. Yeah. Because the fields have been really, especially in the three, four, like gigantic fields. Yeah. For that race. Which leads me to, that's the question that I want to have solved is right. what do we do about that force field? Yeah. Right. Put that in the comment section. <laughs> I will let one Because the internet is so good at coming up with yeah. solutions. Are you no. sure you want to put have, that out there? Like, have a group conversation and bring an idea. How about that? Well, it's so nice of you to join us. Um, 
I feel like we should make this a recurring. If you would be willing to like even call in, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be great to have you back to talk about you know, periodically For how sure. things are going. And I would love that. Thank you. Yeah, we really cool. appreciate you coming on yeah, the pod. Awesome. This is like so interesting to talk to you and yeah, yeah it's awesome. I think we might yeah. actually have people learn something this yeah. time around. <laughs> this is great. That's a historic it's a first for us. Two years. <laughs> Next time I'm gonna bring lightning round questions for you guys. <laughs> One of our like four, so it wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, no, we had more than I was like. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to them. Well, favorite favorite call up podcast host. This is what Maria suggested. I was like, why would you? Do your only suggestion. Hold on, wait. Can everyone eat a box of nerds, and I can choose based on how you eat your. You've already, <laughs> you've already seen how I did on mine. Okay, so really, poorly. Poorly. You, already you lose. <laughs> you got a shotgun that shit. <laughs> you're way too like. European oh, civilized. Yeah, so sophisticated. Okay. Okay. So for the record, for anyone, I mean, the debate here is whether you eat nerds by pouring it out of the box into your mouth or if you let it stick to your clammy palm. <laughs> and then, and then 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 you, one by one. <laughs> you could guess who, but, well, we'll let the To be fair, I, I tore the box poorly. And so I didn't think I was going to, I don't know. I was under pressure. <laughs> your face right now is just like... <laughs> Also, clammy Pam is really hard for me to say. (laughs) (laughs) Clammy Pam. Clammy Pam. Pam. (laughs) All right. All right, friends. Thanks, Becky. Yeah, Becky, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.